Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. What do the Rothschilds, the Romneys, and the billionaire hedge fund managers know that you don't about growing and protecting wealth? As you might imagine, the wealthy have a few tricks up their sleeves. One strategy allows you to grow wealth tax-free at a compounding rate with no volatility. It protects your money from creditors and lawsuits, and it lets you invest the same money in two different places at the same time. How about that for amplifying wealth? To learn more, go to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. So last week, I was a little cryptic, a little mysterious about why you needed to get on my email list. And you see, for those of you who are on my email list, you saw why. We had my friend Tom Wheelwright, who many of you know, who is the founder of Provision, which is a very well-regarded CPA firm. And Tom is actually the CPA of choice of Robert Kiyosaki. He gave our group a link to a free report and to a webinar. And actually, the offers are still going this week. But I was not allowed to get that out ahead of time because it's sort of a launch model where they didn't want, you know, it sort of opens and closes. And that was part of the deal. Anyway, the kind of information that Tom is giving away in this report and the webinar and all this, I mean, this stuff cost me upward like $25,000 to get for myself over time. So it is a ridiculously good offer. And I don't know why anyone who's listening to this show, anyone wouldn't take the offer. The problem is that it's not open to the general public. Tom has chosen a handful of people to spread the word to their following, and we were lucky enough to be part of that group. The opportunity is only available for the rest of this week. So if you have not gotten on my email list one way or another, go to wealthformula.com and do so now. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do that. There's all sorts of downloads. There's the weekly wealth widget that we send out, et cetera. Now, if you can't get to a computer, which I know a lot of you listen to this while you're commuting or whatever, you get to a stoplight, you can download my book for free. All you got to do is text 44222 and type the word wealth formula with one word. Now, don't let it autocorrect to two words. Otherwise, it won't work. Again, that is 44222 and just put Wealth Formula. Now, when you do that, you're going to download my book, but you're also going to get on my list. So you get, you know, you can take advantage of a lot of the things that we're doing in the community that are not necessarily talked about on the podcast. You're really only getting probably half of the value that Wealth Formula is providing. Now, 
Just as an example, we have the Investor Club, which is for accredited investors. And we had last week a webinar on how to legally write off half your income for tax purposes. And before that, we had a presentation from the expert on offshore trusts and asset protection and estate planning. I'm providing this stuff for free right now, folks, and I don't know how much longer I can keep doing that. So I would suggest you get on my list. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's just, I don't get it. There's an old saying, and I hate to say it, but you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And if you can't take in free information that's going to either make, or in this case, save you thousands of dollars, I'm not sure why you would even listen to this show. Now, Again, in order to get access to that kind of stuff, you got to be on the list. By the way, you know, I'm just talking about this webinar that we did last week. Where do you think I got that idea or where I learned about that, where I learned about how to, you know, legally write off half your income? I learned it from Tom Wheelwright, right, folks? This is how you learn this stuff. So, again, you're getting that free information to watch the webinar. That evening alone invested hundreds of thousands of dollars, believe it or not. It's just as clear as day. And when you get to see these things and you get to ask questions, you can make decisions on that. I don't get a commission on any of this stuff, guys. I'm just investing like you. So this is for you. Please take action. Don't be another passive investing groupie. You know, a real estate groupie who listens to 10 podcasts with great advice and acts on nothing. That's exactly how you will keep yourself shackled to the golden handcuffs for the long run. So go to wealthformula.com, get involved, you know, with any of those downloads, investor club, whatever, or text 44222 and type wealth formula, one word, and get on my list. So I want to talk a little bit today about, you know, we had the James Comey hearings last week, and then we had the Brexit stuff. And now we're talking about the Fed about to increase rates again. And I'm reading that, you know, the stock market is a little jittery. We're not really sure what's going to happen. I mean, never mind the fundamentals that price to earning ratios are at record highs for no apparent reason. Instead, the markets are bracing for commentary on Senate hearings and things that have nothing to do with your stocks in Apple and GE. By definition, the fact that we worry about or that there is worry that the markets will react to information that has nothing to do with the performance of the company, that, my friends, is irrational. The equity markets, my friends, are irrational. And by the way, during this time, during this last couple of weeks, the apartment buildings that I own don't seem to care at all about James Comey, and they don't seem to care at all about any of the news, including the stuff coming out of the UK, the referendum on Theresa May, or anything else, really. They don't care, you see, because people still have to live somewhere, and so it really doesn't affect my cash flow. I also want to mention that in the meantime, I recently saw an article from a thought leader on physician finance, and who I have interviewed on this show, and he wrote this article that Effectively, his advice is that you need to keep dumping money in the markets because you're going to make 7% yield with this because the goal is, if you do that, you see, the goal is that you can retire with the plan of making one quarter of your current income. He called that financial freedom. Financial freedom, guys. Think about how much you make now 
and then divide it by four, and that's what you make. Is that financial freedom? That is BS. That is scarcity. Drives me crazy. This is the problem, folks. We are getting fed this BS from, you know, quote unquote thought leaders, and we need to change that. That's just absolute baloney. Why are people listening to this guy? I don't really know. Interviewed him. I'm talking about his personal finances. It doesn't sound like he's doing all that great either. I mean, listen, I don't take advice. I don't take financial advice from people who make less money than I do. That's my rule. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't take advice from people who make less money than I do. But if I want to learn how to make more money, I listen to people who make more money than me. Right now, his philosophy is typical of, you know, conventional wealth management wisdom. You know, just do it. Invest it and it will grow. It doesn't matter what you invest in. Just invest. That's what he tells people. That is not how you get wealthy, folks. That is a great strategy for Nike. You know, just do it. But with a wealth strategy, you should not rely on it. That is how a generation of high-paid professionals are going to end up dying broke. And for all of those doctors and dentists and other healthcare professionals out there, I need you to start help spreading our message. You know, send my book to your friends. It's an easy download. Just send it out, you know, to your friends or people who are just graduating from residency or medical school or law school or whatever. Invite me to talk to your colleagues. I'll do it. I'll fly out. I'll fly out to your to a hospital if you if you got some ability to do that. I mean, this is my mission, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have to do this. This is my mission because I'm really tired of that kind of crap that you hear financial freedom, one-fourth of your current income. And listen, you heard Doug Duncan talk on this show. I mean, the chief economist for Fannie Mae. I mean, we have a recession coming. Everybody knows it. So I'm not a perma bear. You know, I'm not a guy who always says the sky is falling. But I think we do need to take notice of the fact that even the mainstream economists are saying that something's going to happen. There's going to be some sort of correction, et cetera. If it doesn't happen today, okay, so what? And so you, you want to wait until you can't time this out the day before you have a big crash or some sort of setback. But the good news is, and again, this goes back to the fact that I'm not a perma bear. There's always something to invest in in any economic cycle. I mean, listen, we just talked about George. There's plenty of things. I have a, a number of things that I'm rolling out that are completely independent. The equity markets. My thing is, listen, don't be a lemming. Educate yourself and use reason. Now, Let's go on to today's guest. Now, my guest today has built significant wealth on betting against the economy. I mean, he is a pretty negative guy when it comes to the economy. I don't think there's any uh, argument on that. He is the former economic policy advisor to Ron Paul and is probably best known for his prediction of the housing meltdown in 2008. And so when we come back, we'll listen to Mr. Peter Schiff. Welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is familiar to many of you. He's one of the few advisors to have called the 2008 mortgage meltdown and position his clients to profit from it. He's also a frequent guest on television shows, including CNBC, CNN, Fox News, Fox Business Network, and Bloomberg TV. He's also the best-selling author of Crash Proof, How to Profit from the Coming Economic Collapse, and the Little Book of Bull Moves and Bear Markets, How to Keep Your Portfolio Up When the Market is Down. So I could go on about Peter, but suffice it to say, we're lucky to have him on the show today. 
And his show is actually one of the shows that I regularly listen to. So welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me on your show. Great. So, Peter, my listeners, as uh, I was mentioning to you a little bit ago, are highly educated professionals like doctors, uh, but they're not economists. And the one thing I can say uh, with some level of certainty is that you have some fundamental concerns about the economy and have had for years. So can you help us understand why in layman's language? Well, I mean, the economy is a gigantic bubble. The economy has been artificially manipulated by the Federal Reserve. They've used monetary policy to inflate asset bubbles. They've kept interest rates artificially low, and that has enabled the rise of the stock market, the bond market, the real estate market. And you know, so it has allowed Americans to go on borrowing money and speculating and consuming and living beyond their means. But as we've been doing this, the underlying economic fundamentals have deteriorated because rates have been too low. We haven't saved enough, so we haven't invested enough in capital equipment. We haven't raised worker productivity because governments have had access to so much cheap money. They've been able to go deeper and deeper into debt. I mean, look at the problems of Puerto Rico where I'm you know, spending half the years now. I mean, the Puerto Rico is bankrupt. Everybody understands that. But why are they broke? It's because they had access to cheap money for so long that Puerto Rican politicians never had to cut back on their government spending or on promises to government workers. They just kept borrowing more money. And now they're broke and they have to deal with the consequences. Well, the United States is also broke. And we are going to have to deal with even graver consequences because we're actually deeper in the hole than Puerto Rico. It's just that the world is giving us more leeway because of the confidence they have in the dollar and our ability to continue to create them out of thin air without destroying their value. But, you know, that is coming. That day of reckoning for the dollar is coming. And I think it's coming a lot sooner than people think. And, and when it happens, it's going to be a much worse result for the U.S. and for the typical American as it comes to you know his standard of living than what we experienced in the 2008 financial crisis. So how do you fix these problems? Well, how do you fix the economy? Well, yeah. I mean, the government doesn't, the government can't fix it, but what it can do is stop breaking it, right? It could stop interfering and allow the market to solve the problems that government and the Federal Reserve created. But none of it can be solved in a vacuum, right? We're going to have to deflate asset bubbles. That means asset prices are going to go down. It also means a lot of loans are going to end in default. A lot of investors are going to lose a lot of money. A lot of people who have been promised something from government are going to find that those promises are empty. Now, that would include people who have bought U.S. government bonds, but also includes people who are depending on U.S. government checks, whether it's for a Social Security check or a pension. A lot of people are going to find out that there's nothing there and that they're not going to get the money that they were expecting. But no politician wants to be the bearer of this bad news. And so they've been kicking the can down the road with the help of the Fed. But in so doing, they've been exacerbating the very problems that they are so afraid of, you know, coming to a head on their watch. You know, there's only so much time that we can postpone this. Right. So, I mean, a major problem, as you're alluding to, to fixing the economy in any meaningful way is that it will require some political will to do so. And we haven't seen a lot of that. Does that mean ultimately the only way this ends is with something cataclysmic on the economy? 
Yeah, well, I don't think there's going to be any political will to do anything about it until there's a crisis that's so bad that politicians at that point really have no choice, that they're going to lose the next election regardless. So they might as well do the right thing. So between now and then, they're going to continue to try to paper over the problems by creating money, by creating inflation. And so that is going to exacerbate the problems, but it is going to open up a lot of opportunities, just like, you know, we made a lot of money for people who shorted the subprime market with me. That trade paid off in a big way in 07 because you had so many people that didn't understand what was going on. And therefore, there was an opportunity to bet against the conventional wisdom. Well, a similar opportunity invests now for people to position themselves for an outcome that very few people expect but to me is inevitable. And so there is going to be money that can be made by investors as a result of the devaluation that's coming. But, you know, the only way the Federal Reserve can try to buy more time, and it's going to be very expensive time, so that they can continue to prop up these asset bubbles, they have to sacrifice the dollar. And that means the dollar has a long way to fall. And there are strategies or investment strategies that you could use that will profit from the dollar's demise. So what do you think about Donald Trump so far? And, you know, is he's got the new tax plan, et cetera. I mean, obviously, if most of what you hear about in the news is about Russia, but in terms of some of the ideas that he's had, what do you think uh, the effects of those would be? Well, it's just business as usual there in the swamp. I mean, I didn't expect Donald Trump to be any kind of game changer. A lot of people thought he was going to come in as this outsider and shake things up and, you know, be the bull in the China shop. And, that's not what he's doing. I mean, he's allied himself with all of the mainstream politicians. He's got the same Goldman Sachs guys as his key people in his campaign. And look, they, the omnibus spending bill passed. He's agreed to that. No cuts at all in anything. Government keeps on growing. He doesn't even want to cut entitlements. All he's talking about is deficit-busting tax cuts and Keynesian economic stimulus. Government's borrowing money and spending it. So he's a Keynesian. He believes in big government and more government. He just hit a lot of talking points when he ran as a Republican, you know, that he knew would get in votes about big government and about the fraud going on. But look, now he's embracing all the phony economic numbers that he criticized as a candidate. And he's taking credit for all kinds of great things, none of which have actually happened. This is just all politics. So if anybody was betting that the game was changed and somehow Trump was going to make America great again. You know, if you didn't think America was great before Trump was elected, it isn't going to change as a result of him being president. We are still headed for a collision course with disaster. It's only after the disaster, to the extent that everything falls apart on Trump's watch, only then may he make a difference and maybe actually do something different than maybe what Hillary would have done had it all come falling down around her. What about the tax plan? What do you think of that? Well, the tax plan is unsustainable because it just makes the deficit a lot bigger. Look, I like lower taxes, particularly they want to lower the tax, the top tax rate from basically 39 percent to 15 percent or actually 43 percent when you count Obamacare down to 15 percent. Hey, that's great. But the problem is, where is the government going to make up the difference in the massive loss of revenue? Because right. they're not cutting any government spending. I mean, I don't like big government. And one of the reasons I don't like big government is because it requires big taxes to pay for it. But if you 
don't want big taxes, well, then you've got to get rid of big government. But you can't say we're going to have our cake and eat it, too. Trump wants to promise more government and lower taxes at the same time. I mean, th that doesn't work. So it's not viable. I don't think it's going to pass. But I do believe some type of tax cuts will pass. I just think they won't be as generous to the upper income. I also think they're going to combine it with some increased government spending on infrastructure to bring on the Democrats and also by reducing the benefits to the rich that will appeal to some Democrats. But it's not going to help the economy. It's going to create more inflation. But what may have some implications for the real estate market is Trump is talking about a big increase in the standard deduction, which would mean far fewer Americans itemize, which means for most people buying real estate, they would not be able to take advantage of any kind of tax benefit. So they might as well rent. That reduces demand for buying property. And to the extent that they get rid of the ability to deduct state local taxes, you can't deduct your property tax from your income tax or your state income taxes. You know, that's going to make owning real estate, particularly in higher tax states, more expensive. And so that will diminish demand for real estate there. So, you know, you when you reduce the value of the tax break and of course, to the extent that Trump's larger deficits push up interest rates, well, that make, means mortgage rates go up. So there could be a lot in this plan that is very, very negative for overvalued real estate market. So most of what we talked about, Peter, and I think the general theme that you, not only you, but even guys like Doug Duncan, who we had on the show recently, you know, we don't look at this economy and think that we have a bright economic future. But let me play devil's advocate for a moment, because I know you do get some criticism some people say, well, Peter, listen, you know, over the last several years while you were waiting for another financial meltdown, people made a lot of money in the stock market. I'm sure you hear that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, I did not make money in 2012, 13, 14, 15, those four years or so. I mean, I made a lot of money between 2001 and 2008. I made a lot of money in 2007. So, I had some years where I made a lot of money. Then I made a ton of money in 09 as well, in 010 and 011. So there were a few years that I made a lot of money. There were some years that I did. Now, this year, I'm doing very good. I'm doing much better than people who are in the U.S. stock market. And the same thing last year. So I did really well last year, and I did really well this year. So, you know, but there were years where, yeah, I didn't do well. Like, I didn't do well in the late 1990s during the Internet bubble because I didn't own any Internet stocks. But then when they when the bubble burst, I didn't lose money either. People right. lost a lot of money, and I ended up making a lot of money as a result of the bursting of that bubble. So I'm not about short-term performance. You know, I'm willing to not make money for a while in order to get a big payday. It's like anybody who is a poker player. You know, you don't have to win every hand. In fact, you could lose several hands strategically and then walk away with all the money. I mean, that's what I'm concerned about is the, is the big payday at the end. I don't worry about having a big stack of chips early in the evening, you know, that I'm going to end up losing, right? That doesn't do me any good. I can tell my wife, yeah, honey, you should have seen how high my stack was before I lost it. Right? <laughs> the, the, the key is what, how much do you have when the night is over and you right. go home? And that's how I feel about investing. It's, you know, I don't care about all the paper profits you want to brag about. At the end of the day, if you're broke and I have all your money, then, you know, what good was it, right? So, I think that I'm very well positioned. The good news is, look, if people were not investing the way I was the last few years, they can sidestep the bad years. People can join on right now because we're very close to a big payday, I think, as far as this dollar bubble cracking. I can already see that in 
the outperformance of my strategy so far this year and last year. But I think the returns that I've enjoyed over the last 15 or 16 months, while very good, I think are just a small down payment on what's coming. So this is going to be a big payday for me and anybody who wants to join in on it. And, you know, that's if you're interested, you can contact me. My, my website is europac.com, E-U-R-O-P-A-C.com. That's for my broker dealer and my registered investment advisor. People can call us up, talk to one of my advisors to find out about the various strategies that may or may not be right for you. I have mutual funds that I manage. I have separately managed accounts. I also have a gold company, shiftgold.com, but we can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. I have a team of guys that work with me, uh, investment consultants, and we can talk to you about the strategy, see if it's right for you, if you have the right risk tolerance. I mean, it's, there's no guarantees, right? I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, you lose money. So you got to make sure that these strategies are suitable for you and you have the resources to take advantage of it. But if they are, I think it is a very rare opportunity when so many people are positioned for the exact wrong outcome. That is the best way to make money. One of the things you're obviously famous for is calling the 2008 mortgage meltdown. So is the equivalent right now shorting the dollar? Yeah, well, I think the dollar is the best short. I mean, I think a lot of things are going to go down, but the dollar will probably go down first because they will sacrifice the dollar to prop everything else up, you know, because the Fed will have to do another round of QE where they print more money to buy up other assets to prevent the prices from falling. And so the Fed is more concerned about the price of the stock market or the price of the real estate market than they are about the, the exchange rate of the dollar. You know, look at Donald Trump is out there talking about why a strong dollar is bad. So when the dollar starts to fall, he's probably going to take credit for that as a good thing. What kinds of things fit into that category? I mean, broadly speaking, just kind of curious in terms of how do you short the dollar? What do the portfolios look like? You know, you're just basically building a portfolio of assets that are outside of the United States. Right. So we invest in Singapore, Switzerland, New Zealand, Norway, Hong Kong. You know, we buy good assets that pay dividends in currencies that I think are going to appreciate against the dollar. You know, we also get into emerging markets and so we get into commodities. And there are a lot of ways to profit from the decline of the dollar because the dollar going down is a big game changer. There's a lot of money made or lost depending on the direction of the dollar. Now, when the dollar is strengthening and we had a strong dollar from 2012 through the end of 2015, that benefits the U.S. It benefits the U.S. real estate market. It benefits the U.S. stock market. It benefits the U.S. economy. It benefits U.S. consumers. But there are a lot of losers. There are a lot of people around the world who are hurt by the strong dollar. But when the dollar weakens, right, it's the Americans who lose because their standard of living falls, their cost of living goes up. It's bad for U.S. stocks or U.S. real estate, but it's great for assets outside the United States. It's great for people who are living abroad, who are earning other currencies. But were they borrowed in dollars? You know, were their commodity costs are pegged to dollars? So do you think the Trump weak dollar policy has to do with the idea of him wanting to resurrect the industrial, that manufacturing sector of the U.S. economy? I mean, because exports would potentially benefit from a weak dollar, right? Not really. I mean, we had our biggest trade deficits in 2008 when the dollar was at an all-time record low. And, uh, you know, so as the dollar falls, the initial impact on our trade deficits is that they get worse. They get bigger. They don't get smaller. Look, the only way that we could really reverse our trade deficit would be to dramatically increase our savings in our capital investment. And that can't happen until the government you know, shrinks you know, dramatically. And then we have to have lots of deregulation. 
We have to have a lot of tax cutting, but we can't do that unless we shrink government. So we're not even close to turning our manufacturing sector around. But, you know, we're going to get a weak dollar. And you could see that in a way Trump does think that, well, that will be a panacea. If we could just weaken our dollar, that things will turn around. It, it doesn't work that way. Right, right. So you're also obviously a big gold bug. Tell us why you like gold so much. Well, gold is real money. I mean, gold is a store of value. I mean, so there are a lot of people that have been using dollars or euros or yen instead of gold. And that worked for a while, especially when you could get a good rate of interest by depositing your dollars in the bank. Well, now you really can't get much interest at all. The inflation rate is higher than the interest rate you'll earn on your deposit. So you're guaranteed to lose money. The central banks used to at least promise us price stability. Now they promise us inflation. Now they say that their goal is not stable prices, but they want to make sure prices go up by at least 2% a year. And so in this environment, why do people want to save currency? They should save gold. Real money is a better store of value. And it's actually, there are ways now with a company called Gold Money, people can open up an account there and they can actually use their gold as a medium of exchange. It's as liquid as your bank account. It's as easy to spend as dollars, but you've got gold. So between the time you earn it and the time you spend it, it's not going to lose value. You know, especially if you want to save it, you know, for the future, then, you know, the longer you save it, the more value it's likely going to have. So, you know, people should understand what these fiat currencies really represent, what governments are creating out of thin air, compare it to real money, because hands down, you know, gold, which is the market's money, the government didn't make gold money. Free people chose gold as money, and they chose it because it works. Governments have tried to mandate paper be money, not because it works in the market, because it works for government. It enables government to better control and manipulate the economy and to buy votes. So it takes the power away from the people and gives it to the government. Well, when you opt out of that system, and you choose real money, you're taking power away from government and reclaiming it for yourself. You know, with the Trump policies, I mean, even the ones he talked about specifically with a weak dollar, infrastructure projects, et cetera, et cetera, I would have expected to see gold go up in value more. Why do you think well, it didn't? Well, it has. I mean, gold's up about, I forget the percentage, maybe 10, 12% so far this year. So people who bought gold on January 1st of this year have right. more money than people who bought the Dow. So gold is going up. It just hasn't gone way up, but right. it will eventually. Right. But, you know, it's still gone up quite a bit, you know, percentage wise this year. And I think it's going to continue. In fact, I think it's going to have a stronger second half of the year than first half. And it had a pretty strong first half so far. So you've got shift gold. What's shift gold all about, Peter? Well, that's my gold company. I sell physical precious metals, gold and silver. And you want to buy some, you want to have it shipped to your house, give us a call. We'll make you a great price. We don't, you know, we have some of the best prices available in the U.S. for gold bullion, coins and bars. Do you have any kind of storage system for that, too, if you don't want to keep it? Yeah, yep. you can talk to the reps there about storage programs. I mean, gold money, obviously, is storage, too. But you can also have there are other types of storage plans that we have in Switzerland, Singapore, Canada, Hong Kong, Australia. You know, you can pick where you want it stored. Peter, love the podcast and wanted to just, again, remind everybody it's uh, EuropacificCapital.com, right? That's my brokerage firm. But the podcast, if you just want to listen to you know, what I've got to say, right? I do a couple of podcasts a week usually. You can check those out at ShiftRadio.com. 
you could just download them or you can go to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. There's these various podcast services and you can sign up and make sure you get my podcast. Also, I put them all on my YouTube channel, Peter Schiff on YouTube. Plus, there's also video blogs I put up there. It's good to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also, you know, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you're staying on top of what I'm doing online because I do post a lot of content. So even if you're not a client of mine, you can still be a student of mine and listen to the information that I'm putting out there. But if you do have the resources, if you've got retirement money in particular, it's very important that people safeguard their retirement because they can't do that in U.S. dollars. So definitely try to be a client as well as a, a student. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession-resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Peter. Now, Peter is known to be pretty negative about the economy, and he's actually made quite a bit of money on that. And I think it's actually pretty important to listen to that perspective because, you know, he's been right before. It doesn't mean he's always right, but he's very good at identifying weak spots in the economy. And that's why I like listening to his show. But again, he is negative. And, you know, my my friend uh, Robert Helms of the Real Estate Guys Radio teases him that Peter Schiff has actually known to have predicted 19 of the last three recessions. Anyway, that's just a little joke with Peter. He's actually a nice guy, and, and he's very, very smart. So, But that said, Peter has shown that betting against the economy, as I said, can be quite profitable. I mean, the guy is doing pretty well, and his funds may not be ideal in a bull market, but in times of uncertainty or certainly in transition, this strategy starts looking pretty attractive. So I encourage you to listen to Peter's podcast and understand better where he's coming from. And finally, don't forget, folks, to get on my email list so I can send you access to Tom Wheelwright's free download and access to his webinar, which is going to include a live Q&A. And this is a live Q&A with a guy who Robert Kiyosaki calls the best CPA in the world. Okay, the guy who he goes to for everything. So anyway, in order to have a link to this, you have to be on my list because I need to distribute it to you. And so I don't know what's holding you back. You know, go ahead and go to wealthformula.com, get on my list, or dial 44222, type wealth formula, one word, beware the autocorrected two. And that's it for me this week. This is Buck Joffrey with Wealth Formula Podcast, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Buck Joffrey here from Sapio with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. 
I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.